What's up, everybody? This is another evening version, evening version, an evening edition of Gratitude Unfiltered. God, I love these night shows. I just, I, I freaking love them. I, I, the morning shows are fun. <laughs> I enjoy them, but there's something about being able to do this show every night. I freaking love it. I love to see you guys. Thank you so much for uh, joining the show, Juliana. Good to see you. Um, tonight's a treat. Tonight is a real, real treat. I, uh, you know, I was blessed a few months ago to be able to interview our next guest uh, on the red carpet and at a really cool event and really got to really just have the opportunity to get to know him a little bit better. And then having the opportunity to just, you know, become friends and get to know him behind the scenes and see his heart and his passion for empowering other people. Um, it, 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 it doesn't matter if, if it's somebody that's just struggling, if it's a business that's struggling or an individual that's struggling or if it's a nonprofit. It's it, the heart that this man has for other people is inspiring. The other thing that's inspiring is his I don't give a shit attitude about what people say about him because he knows who he is and he knows what he's about and he knows what he's here on this planet to do. And there's so many of us like myself that struggle with that sometimes. Like we want to do something. We want more for our lives, but then we shoot ourselves in the foot or we get in our own way. This man is an inspiration. Um, this man is somebody that sacrifices his own life and well-being from the behalf of, uh, on the behalf of humanity. And it's just amazing. And to, to have him on the show tonight means a lot. So we're going to get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Jason Cisneros. What's up, Zahara? How are you doing? Jason, what's up, man? Changing the world, baby. What are you up to? I'm just hanging out, man. <laughs> still still hiding out in L.A., up in the hills, and <laughs> isolated from the rest of the world. I like the beard. I like the beard. Can you hear me okay? Thanks, Thanks man. Yeah. Can you – your uh, your volume sounds a little bit off, but we're good. Up a little bit more. It's weird. I've got you cranked up. Can you get? Uh, can anybody else hear me on there? Can you hear me? I can hear you good. I can hear you good enough. Okay. What's up, Emily? Um, I hear you good enough, man. I and I, hopefully, if the audience can't hear you, you guys, please say something. Jason, I uh, I really appreciate you taking the time. Where'd you go? Right here. <laughs> <laughs> that shine, baby. I'm telling you, I need. To, I've got like a four day muff growing. It's getting a little embarrassing. <laughs> I need to shave. Um, yeah, you tell me I was coming on with a hippie. <laughs> I'm a mountain man now, man. Um, it is. Uh, it's always good to see you, man. You look sharp tonight. Uh, good to see you. I um, you know, I've been able to ask you a, f a lot of different questions and get to know you. But the one thing I've never asked you about uh -oh. is like, what is the one thing? I mean, there's a lot I haven't asked you. But like, what is the one thing, like the biggest disaster in your life, the biggest problem, the biggest failure, whatever it was, whatever it was just like you at that moment, in that moment, you thought, oh my God, I'm done. What was one of those moments that you had that you can look at now and say, I am the most grateful for that? Well, you're just going to jump right into this shit. Huh? Let's do it. <laughs> 
Um, you're, you're a busy man, man. Time is uh, <laughs> time is valuable. Time is money, baby. Time is life. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's an interesting question, and I want to, um, you know, coming on your show, I'm always excited. I don't want to, like, I get tired of saying the same shit over and over again, and, and I'm always you know, excited to come to your show, be able to talk about uh, new and interesting things. So, um, you know, I think I'll tell you what. I'll tell you, I'll tell you one of the moments in my life that, that meant the most to me. And, uh, and it was a life, it was a life changing moment. I didn't know it at the time, but there was a, there was a moment, uh, my, my mom and I, you know, a little bit about my history and, and there was a moment where, uh, we had been put into protective custody and, um, you know, and, and he found the safe house where we were at and, um, and so he came to the door, he had a gun in his jacket, and he basically just flashed like that and said, come outside with me. You know, he said, uh, if, if, I, if you don't, he said, I'll go in and I'm going to kill everybody inside. And I was like, all right, let's go. And uh, at that point in time, I knew, I knew what was happening. You know, there was, a, there was a lake where we used to live. I knew what was about to happen. He was going to drive me up to this lake. He was going to put a bullet in my head, throw me in the water, put some weight on my feet, and, you know, somebody would find me a couple weeks later. And, um, you know, so I, I kind of knew what was coming and he ranted and raved. It was about a 17 mile trip on the way out to, uh, out to this lake. And, um, and, and so I was just, I was kind of, I wasn't at a piece is the wrong word, but I knew what was coming. You know what I mean? Like how, how sometimes you're just like, all right, you know, I'd already lived a pretty brutal life up till then. So it wasn't like this was a new scenario and I was shaking in my boots. But, um, but I was on my way up and, and I don't, I've told a couple of very close people to me this story, but we went out there, we parked up next to this lake. He's still ranting and raving and yelling. He's got the gun and it's waving around and, you know, and, uh, and, and it was, there was a moment and I don't know how to explain this to people that haven't had sort of this experience. And I'm not, you know, me, I'm not a, I'm not a church guy. Uh, I don't shove religion down anybody's face. I, you know, I believe that there's a God and I'm not him. Those are the only two things I'm certain of. Okay. <laughs> I am a demigod, small G, small G, <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, you know, so, so, but there was this moment there, there was this, it was like this peace and this light came down into the car and. And I, and I then went from whatever feeling I was having to peace. To, you know, it wasn't before, maybe it was more resignation, but it went, it went to more peace. Like no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. You know what I mean? Like you're going to be okay. I mean, even if you end up in that lake over there, there's, you're okay. And, and I felt it. And all of a sudden he stopped ranting and raving and he calmed down and he said, get out of the car. And I'm like, okay, I know what's happening. This is basically my, my path to the, to the lake, get out of the car and he took off he took off left me there and so the first thing the first thing and there's a couple of things the first thing that entered my mind was fuck he's on my way he's on his way back to get my mom you know so i'm i run like like i've never ran before and uh and i get back and it, and it didn't um he didn't go back there what i didn't know at that particular moment was that he had gotten He'd gotten, he'd gotten picked up by the police because he was on the run. 
you know, he had set our house to blow up and all this other kind of stuff. So he was on the run and they picked him up literally that night and he never saw the outside of, of uh, prison again. He did. And then, you know, and, and uh, but he's anyway, I won't go into that story. But the point is, is that, that whatever that was has stuck with me the rest of my life. It's, it's that there was a moment, I mean, and you've had them, you know, where you've been suicidal. I've had them where I've been suicidal. Um, I've had these moments where I'm just like, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck this. I'm done. I'm out. I've, I've given everything I've got to give. Fucking I'm out. And every single time I come to that point, I get that same feeling. You know, and whether it's my whether it's my grandfather, whether it's an angel, whether it's God's own hand, whether it's the universe, whether it's my own fucking uh, um, making shit up in my head, right. it has kept me here over and over and over again. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to get emotional, and I didn't know it was going to be this early, but <laughs> but but the point is, is that there's something out there that, that you asked me, like, what were one of those oh shit moments? You know, the oh shit moment comes for me that there is something out there bigger than us, you know, and, and again, whether it's our own ego, whether it's a, a God or whether it's a, a spirit, whether it's the universe, whatever language anybody has for it, there's something out there that put you on the fucking earth for a reason. You're not a mistake. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter what you're doing with your life, you're not a fucking mistake. You're here for a reason. Why do we continue to, 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 to multiply? And we've got 7 billion people on the earth and everybody's got a mission and everybody's got an outcome and everybody's got this. Yes. 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 There's a reason why people are here. And, and so my oh shit moment over and over and over again in my life is when I think I've reached the end or when I think I've reached the pinnacle or when I start thinking too much of myself, right? When you have those moments in, in, in moments pre-death or, or whatever it is, it's a moment of peace that, that I need to be here. And there's moments when I've gotten too big for my britches and I've thought more of myself than I should, but that feeling comes over me and it's like an oh shit, right? There's an oh thank God and then there's an oh shit moment <laughs> where, uh, where, where, you know, Big Daddy's about ready to get slapped down if I don't, if I don't check myself, you know? I'm not as badass as I think I am. I'm not as handsome as I think I am. I'm not as smart as I think I am. You know, there's somewhere in between that my grandfather used to say that, you know, Jason, don't ever believe your own press. And he meant, he meant that don't ever believe the bullshit that everybody thinks about you, that you're, that you're a, a God. And don't ever think every, the, the, the shit that everybody says that you're the devil. You're always somewhere in between. You're always somewhere in between. That, that's amazing. I think the thing for me, Jason, that I, I admire about you most, there's a lot that I admire about you, but like you are, you are ultra successful in what you've done in business and how you've helped other people. But a lot of people that become successful become very greedy and self-absorbed and it's just, they want more and more and more and more. Not only are you about giving <laughs> in a very, very dramatic huge way but you won't even work with people who are not about giving where did that mindset happen when did you make that decision was it when you first became successful or was there some period 
in which you decided no more of that. Now I'm going to be about giving and only work with people who want to change the world. If I go too far off track, because I think it's a valuable answer. So I want to spend just a little moment on it. But if I get too far off track, just bring me back to your question. Okay. okay. The, 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 the answer is, did I always, I mean, the question, part of the question is, did I always know it? Right. Fuck no. You know, the answer is not, it's when I, when I was coming up, I mean, I obviously, I was in the family, the family business, so to speak, you know, dealing drugs and, and uh, pulling a bunch of bullshit when, that I shouldn't have. I uh, went from that uh, to, it's been small increments. It's just, again, it's not about me. It's about everybody watching this because the reason for content, the reason you do this show is to add value to other people. It has nothing to fucking do with me other than people see, we see each other in each other. That's why you and I bonded. That's why we do the shit that we do. There's no fucking reason why we need to be doing these shows. There's no reason. The issue is that there's a lesson in it. And that all of us, all of us learn the lessons and get to where we are with small incremental decisions. What did I eat today? It turns you fit or turns you fat. It gives you energy or takes energy. It adds disease or, or it takes or, may, or it adds health, right? These are small incremental decisions over and over and over again. And, and let me tell you something. Somebody said the other day that was massively impactful to me. He said, your parents are there to create. Your parents are there to create self-esteem. Your parents are in your life to create self-esteem. That is the ultimate challenge of, and this is, it struck me because you and I are fucked if that's the case. <laughs> right? Well, with the exception of my mom. But, but yeah. And my mom, right? But still, there's not a there's not an instruction manual, right? There's no test you have to take before you have a baby. Your mom did the best she could with what she had, and my mom did the best that she could with what she had. And yes. at the end of the day, that built that is supposed a strong family unit. Uh, whether and I don't care what that is, there can be single moms that create a, a strong, uh, you know. And I know of several of them. My mom was one of them. But um, you know, there's there's it's about creating a a, a, a very solid. Uh, life for your child a, a place where self-esteem grows right and and i heard that and i'm like man you know when i learned that lesson was when i was like 35 when i finally learned because you asked the question and i want to come back to it is did you always feel that way no i was a selfish motherfucker i mean incredibly selfish everything was about me everything was about even when i was gang banging it was about taking as many cops out if i was gonna go i was taking a bunch of motherfuckers with me whether that was other other dudes or or whatever it was i was taking some people with me and so it was always about my legend it was always about all of the shit that i wanted to to accomplish it was always about me and and then I, I then I got into business. I got out of that lifestyle, thank God, because of some great mentors that believed in an asshole and 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 loved on me and coached me and gave me some, some guidance. And but still at the end of the day, what I was missing was that core component of believing in the fact that I was out of whatever seven million sperm that I fucking made it, right? And I'm here of seven billion people for a fucking reason. And, but I was still, I was still not processing that shit. I was still had low self-esteem. And what you do when you have low self-esteem is you blame other people, right? You, you think that there's a, there, there's this much pie in the world and there's, and there's not there. You become it's scarcity mentality, right? These are the fortune cookies that we always hear. And we all, 
this is breaking that shit open and actually a, a practical application, right? So, so when you when you think about breaking that open and thinking to yourself, well, self-esteem means that you believe enough in yourself to then take and grow. Obviously, you want to get as good as you possibly can for the purpose of serving other people. Whether that's right or wrong, it took me 36, 37 years to adopt the idea that all of the shit that I've been through, all of the shit that I can do, all of my potential, all of my ability to read the written word, all of my ability to interact with other human beings leads to the idea of easing suffering in another human being. And that's the only fucking reason I'm alive. That's it. And that did not happen overnight. It took a series of me fucking people over, cheating on my wife, uh, going bankrupt, being financially destitute, being addicted to drugs, being homeless, leaving my two daughters when to leave because I was so fucked up in the head, I ended up homeless living on the beach. That was all selfish bullshit. That was all me focusing on me, thinking it was all about me, and eventually poor me. Oh, my daddy was this. Oh, my mama was that. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Right? It doesn't, all of that shit led to some really great lessons in my life that I took action on, right? They're, they're, and again, that's what content is about. This is for your listeners. If you consume this and you get pumped up, excited, inspired, pissed off, angry, frustrated, whatever the fuck emotion you're having while you're watching this, it's a sugar high. Because if what we talk about and the, and the information that we put out there does not cause you to take different action, because you can do, you can get excited and pumped up and blah, blah, blah. This is why motivational seminars have people keep coming back, right? Is because they go for the fucking sugar high. And they don't realize what, that the magic step is taking action and taking responsibility, looking at the person in the mirror, to look in that mirror and go, it's you, motherfucker. Like, I'm pointing at myself. I'm not, you know, it's you, motherfucker. You're the one that has control over your life. Not Obama, not Trump, not, you want to waste your time, energy, creativity, all the heart and soul and the gifts that you've been given on this earth, blaming on the fucking president that has nothing to do with your day-to-day -day actions. When people have made money in, in good times under, under Clinton and under Bush and under whatever it is that people have made money, changed lives, had 501c3s, you know, all of the shit, it comes down to the person looking you in the mirror. And that's been my biggest battle. That's the person that I fight against. That's my biggest fucking war, war every single day. You know why I wear this ring? Why I wear skulls all the time? I mean, this ring has another meaning to it. But it's because I'm dead to the me of yesterday. It's a reminder for me to die to the weakness that I carried around in my spirit. The weakness that I carried around in my muscles, this, the weakness that I carried around in my character, the weakness that I carried around in my integrity, the weakness that I, that I carried around in my mental state of being able to make financial decisions, the weakness that I carried around in loving another person and putting my heart and soul into them. That's the death of that shit every fucking day. I don't want to be who I was yesterday, ever. I do an inventory and I keep the shit that I love and I get rid of the shit that I don't. And those things that I get rid of are called mistakes. What do you? What have you done? Because the the bad decisions that I would imagine that you made in your life, and I, and a lot of us make, they become a habit. 
How did you break the habit of making bad decisions? One at a time, brother. It's it, again. I mean, there's the magic formula is if you did something that caused pain to other people or to yourself, stop fucking doing it. Right. There's a, a video <laughs> out there that, that, that uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but it's called Stop It. People can Google it called stop it he's like you know this lady comes in he goes well my you have i have five minute sessions it's five dollars for the session and she goes blah 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 here's my problem he goes thank you very much here's my advice stop it well no but you don't understand you don't no you don't understand my problem it's deeper than that it's my family it's this no 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 stop it and what stop it is is thinking the way that we think that keeps us broke and sad and 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 taking the actions that, that that put us at and i you know I, I i hear these words coming out of my mouth and i hear i remember being the person that would have been listening to this going but you don't know my life jason you don't mm -hmm. realize that i have i'm a prisoner in my own home because there's a man who will kill me or my children if i try to leave right there's people for that there's people for that cat dawn who's probably watching this right She's right it, there it, you just make phone calls to people. We have full warrior uh, uh, groups of men across the country that you can reach out to. That you don't have to be a prisoner anymore, right? And 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 but I know that it's not easy, right? This is the thing that I always used to get frustrated with, and I still get frustrated with, is because it's always it always seems like it's this easy answer. But if you're in a fucked up position, it's because of massive amounts of decisions that you believe. The reason why my mom stayed with an abusive asshole for 18 years was because he beat the spirit out of her. And there was no, there was very few options back in the day for her to run. I mean, I told you the story where we were running to the police. It was the first time of 18 times that he broke my nose. We're running to the police. We're going in a Volkswagen. He's chasing us in that, in that big brown truck, rammed up the side of us, and we tumbled end over end. Broke my nose for the first time. She gets out. She's bleeding. The police, it landed on the police station fucking grass. And we came out and the police all come running out. And by, and they're wiping her off. Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah, but he just ran us off the road. And the cop looked at her in the eyes and he said, this still fucking pisses me off, bro. He looked her in the eyes and he says, what did, what did you, looked her in the eyes and he said, what did you do to piss him off? Fuck you, cop. You know? That police officer, not all cops, because I have a different view of them now. But that guy asked my mom, who just got tumbled end over end with her son in the car, bleeding, what was wrong. So I get it. Shit's fucked up. I get it. But there are people like us. This is why I go out. This is the shit. You know this. You've known me long enough now. You you've seen me in you know in the environment. You this is why cats out there. There's, and there is somewhere you can reach out to and say, hey, I have a problem anonymously. I have a challenge. I have a problem. I'm, I'm in a very tenuous situation. I need help. What do I do? Right? And so I, I forgot the original question you asked me. I told you I was going to. But, but um, I, I think, what was the question? I forgot what you asked me. I, I, it doesn't even matter. What was the turning point? Like, when did you make the decision that you were going, to, instead of being selfish and consuming your success for yourself and just wanting more and more and more, when did you make the decision to start going, I'm going to give, 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 give? Because you give 
everything I know about you is giving and sacrificing for other people. Like, where did that happen? What was the turning point, the moment you said, it's not about me, it's about them? There's there's two moments. One of them I can't say because I, I broke the law. Um, <laughs> when, when I when uh, this this uh, this this little boy was being was being uh, beat up at a, at a gas station, and I intervened. That's all I'm going to say. Um, and there was a feeling I'd been doing that my whole life for my mom, you know, stepping in front of her and uh, and taking those beatings. And then you know, one of the most significant things was when I when I made my way back to normal financial situation, you know, scenario. Um, there was a woman that was working where I was working and I was a, she, I, I was able to help her get out of the environment that she was in and I got addicted. I was like, if I can do that with her, I can do that with other people. And I just started doing it. I, it wasn't a formal thing. It wasn't a 501c3. It wasn't a, you know, all the formal structure or a charity or whatever it was. And that just led into, you know, putting roofs over their heads and, and putting them in safe environments and, you know, and then talking to the men that were doing the abusing. And then that led to, to helping a lot of them get to the Tony Robbins, you know, UPWs and, and, and then, you know, has led me to cat, right. Which is a, which is a passion that I am fully engaged in with her and, and the work that she does. Um, and, and so I think, that once you're, once you're sold, you said something at the beginning that I just don't give a shit, right? Um, I don't give a shit uh, an iota of what anybody thinks about me. Right. I do, however, give a deep shit about human beings. Yes. And, and you know, part of, part of that is that I understood, and I think it was from Tony Robbins that I learned you know, what are the, what are you here for? Like why we make it confusing, right? We go to church, there's, there's tomes, there's Bibles, there's, there's Quran, there's, there's all of these different things that make it really, really confusing about how and why you're here. Like there's lots of great wisdom in both of those books. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I've read the Bible multiple times and, and I've read the Quran and, and, and in deep embedded inside of that are lessons, but it's not that confusing. You know, I think it was Tony, and I hope I'm giving the attribution to the right person that said, we're here to get as good as we possibly can get so that we can give and, and, and give back to other people. That's how we're programmed. If we're helping someone else, if we're easing suffering, it salves a certain part of our soul that can't be filled with money. It can't be filled with sex. It can't be filled with food. It can't be filled with drugs. It can't be filled with anything that's outside of us. Because it's a hole that needs to be filled with the service to other human beings, yeah. right? And then what that did was, you know, I mean, again, it's just, it's, you know, that I teach this in business, it's about sequencing, right? And the sequence of those events, those events, because I never, I think, you know, if I would have wanted to make a ton of money for myself, I don't, I don't know that I ever would have, you know, but when it became about when I go to bed, and, and, and it leads to the, th the last thing, I think we talked about this last time on your show, which is shadow mission, which was to put words around what Sean Barnett brought to me. You know, it was the way that I was living my life, but he put words to it and a structure behind it that was called shadow mission. And shadow mission basically states, if I get a phone call and, and it says, look, we need, to, we, need to, to, we need you to go and we need you to go undercover and go help us do this thing and, and do some, some 
some little girl. Uh, we need your help, Jason, to feed people. We need your help, Jason, at 3 o'clock in the morning to go help cat. She needs money. She needs whatever it is, right? She calls me the shield. And that's and, and if I say no to that, then I automatically stand for the opposite. I, I stand for the rape of little girls. I stand for the, you know, for for those those bad things. If I don't take the action that I have inside of me, right? And a lot of people won't do things for themselves that they'll do for others. They won't take that action, won't light that fire, it won't fire them up to go do something. But I can tell you what fires me up is that money is a fucking resource. And it's a resource that every charity that I run across needs. It's a resource that law enforcement needs. It's a resource that orphanages need. It's a resource that hungry people need. It's a resource. And so why in the fuck would I get in my own way at making money to, to be able to then turn around? I don't get, you know, you know me. I'm not a flashy guy. I don't, like, I have nice suits and, and, and I'm not a flashy guy. I don't go around, oh, oh I'm doing a, a, you know, a podcast from my fucking mansion and look at all my shit. If you don't like me in my fucking suit standing in, in front of this fucking step and repeat, fuck you. Change the channel before somebody else. Go buy off from that bullshit. I really don't care, you know? Right to find that there's an empty part of your soul that needs filled by helping other fucking people, right? Yeah. That car, I've had them, you know, I have one, I have a couple of them, I have several of them actually. I've had the house, great to have, you know, all that shit, multiple houses, great. You know, being able to fly private, doing all that other shit, that's fantastic, but it doesn't do anything for the hole in your soul. No. I, it, it, what that's... Is, I want to stress to the audience, like I, I've, and I've shared this on my show, you know, times that you've not been on here. I didn't have a, I've never had a male role model or mentor or someone that I could look up to in such a way where it was a, someone that I wanted to be like somebody that was successful in business or in their career, but at the same time was about giving and was able to give in a big way. You, you you stepped into that role for me and and it's been such a blessing and one of the things that like I've experienced since we've known each other is that first feeling of like okay I'm gonna make some money now but yet alienating the thing that I was called to do because I know what I'm called to do like I know it I just get to figure out how to monetize it everybody that knows you knows what you should be doing yeah and this is and this all I care about doing because it feeds my soul, but I also know that it has a purpose. I mean, selfishly, it's the only thing that makes me feel truly good. It's the only thing that makes me feel whole. It's the, That's the only thing. So I understand what you're saying about the private jets. Oh, my gosh. In fly, flying first class, the you know the mansions, the cool trips, all that stuff is so great and it's fun, but it doesn't feed your soul. So saying all of that. I want to know what is the thing that you're the most proud of that is not your children and that is not your success with business and nonprofits? I'm proud. Um, I'm proud of the man I've become. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's so awesome. Oh my God. You don't need to say anything else. That. Wow, man. I, um, that's, that's probably the most perfect answer. And it's three words or four. That is what, okay. And I've never asked you this, 
But in the morning time, like, what do you do? Like, again, like the man you become, it still takes work. You still have to practice it. You can't just decide today I'm going to dick off and do nothing. I'm going to be selfish and self-absorbed and I'm going to make a bad decision on purpose. You can't do that because then a second bad decision happens. How do you prepare your mind each day or to be able to go about living the way that you do? It's, it's alignment, brother. Um, and, and it's the man I can be, right? So it, it's, it's at the end of the day, um, no matter what I am, that's why the, proud I am, the man I'm proud of today, right, dies in about six hours. He dies, you know? And, and then I'm going to come back another person, right? And it's going to be continually growing and challenging and, and, and pushing myself. Um, and, and it's alignment. It's knowing, look, I can fucking, I mean, I can fucking hear the fortune cookies cracking around the fucking country with this, with this question, you know, <laughs> Oh, it's uh, you know, they're, 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 what you're going to do, you know, and, and all the bullshit fucking answers that people give, you know, <laughs> and, and at the end of the day, I've said this a hundred times. I've been told it a hundred times. You've got to know what the fuck your destination is. You know what I mean? Like yeah. anything. Like if a car is going to be the thing that does it, then fucking pick a car. Like if it's going to be the house, then pick the fucking house because that travels you down the road of having to become more worthy of the thing that you have, right? Sustainability means you got to not be a prick when you get it, right? So an asshole without money becomes an asshole with money. And a good person without money becomes a good person with money. And, and you know, again, I've heard 24-hour surveillance on a million dollars locked under lock and key with a fucking 24-hour surveillance on it. The money ain't going to do shit wrong, right? The money ain't going to do shit wrong. It's the person that picks it up and what they do with it. So, so knowing your destination, knowing your outcome, what is it? Mine is to leave a legacy for my children for the last name Cisneros to have stood for easing suffering in the world. If that's the only thing that I see on my fucking tombstone from heaven or wherever I'm going or or I become warmed or whatever the, the, the end result is, if the only line is he eased suffering, I will have lived the life that I see for myself, right? And in order to do that, I have to be a badass motherfucker. So that means that my energy needs to be in place. I need to eat right. I need to supplement right. I need to deal with the people that in anti-aging and, and mental expansion and, and spiritual growth. And, and I need to be around the best of the best of the best of the best so that I can do the only, the only thing that I have any control over is what I do and how I think and, and how I leave people when I left them. How feel, Are they better off for having known me? Yes or no, right? And, the, and, and that's the thing where people are like, well, I want to I want to have been a good mother. OK, great. You know, uh, I want to have been a great father. OK, that's part of the plan. Right. To ease suffering means to ease suffering from your for your children. It means, it means to ease suffering for the people that you love that are closest to you. It means to ease suffering for the person who can do not a fucking thing for you at the, at the restaurant. You know, it means that that when you like getting pissed off at the person behind the counter at at, uh, at, a, at an airport don't be an asshole you know what good is it going to do right? right so there's two sides of the equation brother it's knowing like if my if my ultimate goal and outcome in life is meant for ease and suffering 
then I can't be an asshole. And God, I want to be sometimes. Oh my God, I want to be an asshole sometimes. I just want to go, you dumb motherfucker. Like sometimes I just want to do that because yeah. it, was, it, was, it was sad <clears throat> the moment for me and make me feel better about people or about, about myself for a moment, but it wouldn't, <clears throat> it wouldn't lead to that ultimate destination. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm far from perfect. I am a very passionate man, and and here's the thing that you know, the company that you've witnessed and that you've seen that has worked with other companies. I'm not what they call nice, right? I'm not what they call nice. I'm very direct because when somebody hires our consulting company to come in and help their their company, a I've already identified them as somebody who's easing suffering in the world, and the reason why I'm going to teach them the shit that makes them successful is because I want them to make more money to do more good, right? Or have more time to whatever it is, but what, what they're walking around with is this thing called ego and everybody in their business kisses their ass all day long, every day, because it's dependent on most, or they're dependent on a paycheck and, and in order to get their paycheck, that paycheck, they, the, the business has to, the business owner has to like you. And so we're running around having a bunch of people that are chirping at us, telling us bullshit that Oh, that's a great idea. When they go to the bar, they say, that's the dumbest fucking idea I've ever heard, right? You want truth. You want competence. And when somebody hires me or, or the people that you know that work with me in my organization, you're getting fucking competent. Your company will get better. And it will get better in spite of all the bullshit and all the bad decisions and all the mistakes and all the patterns that you set up. Oh, I'll fix it myself. Bullshit. There's things in my life that I can't fix myself. I have mentors. I have three highly paid mentors in my life that I pay every fucking month to mentor me. Three of them. In three different areas of my life. Because I don't know what I don't know. And I'm constantly looking for badass motherfuckers in different areas of the life that, that are doing those things so that I can pay them to learn what they know. Right? I have ass handed to me in business. I have been bankrupt multiple times. I have been, I've had it drive me to the point of fucking madness because I was my business, my business was me, right? Instead of it being a cash machine, it fueled my passion, right? Building a machine, a process. And I had that, I had that before, and I don't want it anymore. You know, and the business owners we run into, and, oh, we'll just, we'll figure this shit out on our own. No, you won't. No, you won't. Wherever you are right now, it's just a pattern. It's either, either little incremental progress that's going to go up and down like this and whatever your fucking comfort zone is you're happy making a hundred thousand dollars a month look good you're not going to make a hundred and fifty thousand dollars because that's going to be too much right and right years of having my ass if i was if i was in business i would hire my ass in a heartbeat not because of my success because of my mistake right wow what are you scared of jason I am so scared of standing next to you because I always look so fucking ugly. <laughs> Come on, man. You've got something. There's something. There's something that, I mean, maybe you, you still face it, but it, it's a fear that doesn't go away. What is it? It's a derivative. I mean, the no bullshit answer is it's a derivative of my earlier thing of what you said I was proud of, right? Or what you, when you asked me, I'm proud of the man I've become. I'm, I am deathly afraid not to become the man I can be. I'm deathly afraid of it. Because, you know, at the end of the day, the only thing I can do is leave an example, right? 
that's it. And I, I have, man, I, you know, we, we're talking about a lot of shit. Like I'm this great guy and I have fucked up so much, bro. And I want to make sure that, 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 that we, that we fit that piece in there. There's a lot. I, I appreciate your love. I appreciate your respect, but I, but, but I, I have hurt people. I've hurt myself. I've been financially fucked up. I, again, I cheated in a marriage. I was, I just, you know, I've been what they call uh, an asshole, right? And and um, I'd like to say I didn't know better. I did know better. I knew exactly what I was doing. Um, but but ultimately, what scares me is ever going back to being that person. Yeah. Or. Having, you know, again, I, I think about the, the time when my when my ashes are being spread and, and uh, you know, I dropped out of an airplane somewhere over the ocean. I, I think about how my kids think of me, you know, and sometimes that's hard because it's not a moment where, you know, there's there's struggles. I mean, I'm in it with with some of my kids right now where that it would be easy to solve their problems with the resources that I have. And I don't, and it's hard. And at some point in time, um, I hope that they get, and I know they will, they know that I love them. That's one thing that all of my kids know, but, but to have them throw those ashes out and say, fucking hey, we're proud, you know? Yeah, that's, that's definitely afraid of not having that moment, man. I'm definitely afraid of not becoming the person that I can be. I, um, that, that's, that's, that's beautiful. Um, there's a couple projects that you have going on that, (laughs) well, there's two that I am really excited about for you because I love, I just, I, I like to listen to you talk because I like, there's just so much wisdom there and yeah, you've been through it. So for someone like me that, has been a cheater, has been an a, a abuser, has been an addict, has been has been a, a homeless, has been dise- like name it. I I've been a been in jail six times. I I should be dead. I'm not. The reason why you're so inspiring for me is that you've been through things that were similar. They're not all the same, but they're dark. They're not pretty. They're nothing to be proud of. But yet you made that shift and you said, I'm not I'm not that anymore. This is what I'm doing now. And what for what I want to create in the world. That's why you inspire me, because I can relate to it. It's you know, you have again and I'm a man of faith, but you've got preachers that are on the stage preaching. And it's this holier than thou bullshit. And it's not real. I can't relate to that anyway. I don't you don't know. They don't know or at least they pretend not to know what it's like to be walking with their demons, you know, and, 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 and to deal with that and to overcome it. So I, that's why you inspire me. So that's why I hold you to such a high, uh, hold you so high is for that reason. That's why you inspire me. But so I, I love, that's why I love to hear you talk. So I know that you're starting a new show. You got that going on and you're doing something so special for nonprofits that's inspiring. So what do you want to talk about first? Um, I want to talk about your demons. <laughs> you want to talk? Okay. We can do that. Because it, it's, it's, it's something that's, for me, you know, for me has been so important is that I have a dark side and I have a light side. 
and it and it fucks me up just as much as being in the dark side too much it fucks me up being in the light right and and i want and this is something i'm only telling you this because you brought it up and i've heard you mention a couple times i've always wanted to have this conversation what better way than for privacy you know we'll have <laughs> <laughs> but 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 i want you to i, I want um you to understand that um demon you call them demons right i call it i call it my dark side um and and it's just as alive and i love it just as much as i do my life i love it i embrace it i'm grateful for it because it's a balance for me it's a balance i mean you know we you know whatever whatever your your you know your sexual appetites are and you know whatever like you know i've got things that turn me on and i've got things that you know and, and there's and jumping out of shit and 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 when i'm called to go do some of the work you know that i do dark jason has to show the fuck up you know he has to show the fuck up because light jason would be just like tell la you know everything's light and, and da, da, da. but dark jason has to show the fuck up because and and still to this day if somebody was to step to my children if somebody was to step to you if somebody was to step to it you know in front of this is again it, it's like that shielding thing i will fuck somebody up or at least or go to the hospital fucking trying you know what yeah. i mean and that's a good part of my dark side that has to be pulled right where we especially in this day and age and i'm just going to talk about this shit because we're trying you know it's the feminization of our fucking species you know and i'm calling us species we're really simple animals, men, right? Yeah. It's the feminization. We got to be. It's 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 good for us to be pussies these days. It's good. Oh, I want to be. You know, fuck that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, there a, a man. In my opinion, I watched a pussy beat my mom and beat me. I watched a fucking masculine dude, right? That that was that was uh, uh that was that beat the shit out of his own or his own son and his own mother or in his own wife sorry and and that to me is a fucking pussy okay a real man stands in between would never raise a hand to his woman or to his children and and works shit out the right way right when you think about it like a wolf pack right whatever the one is at the end it's in the it's at the back and and when you're when you feminize when 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 we're trying to beat the shit out of all of the masculine energy in the world masculine energy is protection right. so I, I don't, you know and then there's women that will say we don't need protecting we're not you know we're not fine i you know you don't need any protection fucking fine but don't fuck with my spirit my spirit has a dark side that will fuck a motherfucker up if he's, if he's dealing with somebody if he's messing with somebody that is vulnerable or 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 taking advantage of somebody or whatever the case may be that that's who's going to fucking show up i will show up and i'm not going to feminize the shit out of that i'm not going to say i'm sorry i will beat the shit out of that guy and 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 then i'll talk to him afterwards when he comes to and we'll talk about how he wants to improve his life but if we are trying to bury something that keeps us alive you know that that testosterone or whatever the hell it is being a man, and I know, you know, and again, I'm going to get all kinds of fucking feet about gender. Like, I, I look, I love people. I, whatever you are, 
I'm talking about me right now. I love whatever you are, as long as you're integrated and you're, 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 you're not. It doesn't matter. I love you. But I'm me. And don't fucking try to change me, right? Because I'll change on my own. I'm, I'm dying every single day to myself, right? So I'm working on me. You work on you. But at the end of the day, that masculine energy is, is what I think you've called your demons. And you've tried to put that part of you aside instead of feeding it and going to the gym and beating the shit out of a, of a, of a, a punching bag. And you're loving it just as much as you do your life. Yeah. You have to, or else you're not, or else you're not, you're just trying to be, you're trying too heavily to weigh on one side or the other. I'm, this is what happened for me. You know, and you've said this demon thing a couple of times. And I just want, you know, if anything else happens, hug that motherfucker and say thanks for keeping me alive. You know, there's some great ideas that come from my dark ass mind. <laughs> you know, there's some right. great ideas. There's a lot of great energy that comes from it. And it's, and it's and you try to starve either side of it, it's, you're out of balance. It my My dark energy is more wanting to hurt myself and and to do self-destructive things because i get in my own head about my failures or my struggles or that you know and and, and like and then all of a sudden it slips in and then it starts to really take over and consume me and the decisions i start to make or the thoughts i believe about myself my you know where i used to you know be able to own and know for sure and certain of what i'm called to do and what i'm supposed to do that goes away and all of a sudden that person doesn't exist anymore so my demons are the ones that consume me in a way of just wanting me to just hurt myself is really what it comes down to and yeah and i want you to hear me you're not broken You're not broken, brother. There's not a fucking thing wrong with you. And this battle that you struggle with between you and I, I've struggled with it. I told you, I've been on that fucking cliff. I've been, had the gun in my head. I've been in that place. And you know what the demon is? Is it's 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 the the dark side of you that wants to live to serve. You try to live in the light, you try to live in somebody else's fucking shoes and expectation of who you're supposed to be. Fuck them. Let that fucking dark side run. Because here's what the dark side's doing: it wants to protect you. And it's saying, okay, you're so miserable because you keep trying. This is my, I mean, I have this conversation with my fucking self. And, and I haven't had this conversation anywhere with anybody. So it's meant to be had right now. Is that when I was sitting there, the light, the dark side is going, you know what? You fucking piled up all of this light and your, this expectation of what you're supposed to be and who you're supposed to please and who's supposed to fucking accept you and who's supposed to bring you in and who's supposed to like you and all of these other things that you're supposed to be fucking check mark off on somebody else and this rest of the world will fucking like you and accept you as, a, as an integrated human being but from people that aren't even fucking thinking about us. <laughs> trying to align our fucking activities to please people who aren't fucking thinking about us. God bless them, they're thinking about themselves. 
And so that dark side says, you know what? If you're going to try to fucking live that life, then we're fucking better off out of here. That's what my mind, my dark side used to tell me. Because it's there for protection. Yeah. You're not going to fucking let me run, then let me the fuck out. The dark side, you're not going to hurt yourself. You have a fucking mission, brother. You have a mission. Let fucking loose of that tension that's been in there inside of you and love that fucking dark side, man. Thank it. It's been there for a reason. It's loved you. It's it's protected you in, in some shit that people would fucking freak out about. That dark side fucking protected your ass. So you almost owe more to that side of your personality than you do the light. Wow. I I don't even know what to say. There may not be anything. Yeah. <clears throat> it's funny that we're having this conversation. Remember I sent that video to you uh, a couple nights ago and I go, I think you're related to this guy. <laughs> He talks about this very thing, and I and then I heard it come up. I actually heard a preacher talk about this, and I'm like, "How do you balance?" Because it's like, to stop. me, it's dancing with the devil. All I want you to do is stop trying, to, stop trying to mentalize it. Uh huh. And what I said, I care. I guarantee you, if anybody responds on here with fucking thumbs up or whatever the fuck they do. They saw you get it. Yeah. You didn't have to think. They saw you get it. You're like, holy fuck, I love my fucking dark side. Oh, whatever. In the, let me break out a fucking fortune cookie. Whatever you resist, it gets. <laughs> so so I mean, accept that shit in and fucking love that dude. You, you know, and that that's, I, you know, I. I don't know anything. I'm not a fucking doctor. All I know is what I had to go through, and I see it in you. You're constantly trying to intellectualize the fact that there is a good man inside of you that doesn't need to necessarily know exactly what the fuck is coming next. <laughs> Who's not fucking broken in the first place. Who has a dark side that when it gets to play will fucking change the world. Let him play. Let him out. You're a protective being too. I, you know, I, I know you are. And that's the dark side. We need that shit. We need our fucking testosterone. We need to be, we need to be dudes. We need to be guys. It needs to be okay for us. Because guys are not beating the shit out of women. Guys are protecting those women. God, man, I needed to hear that. I needed to feel it. I need. I. I definitely need to. It needed to accept it. I agree. Thank you. I love you, brother. I love you too, man. Thank you. Okay. Are you going to answer my question? I, what was the question again? <laughs> I'm excited about. <laughs> <laughs> if 
Now, I'll tell you what, because there's a lot of different new people on here. I want you to talk about what you're doing for nonprofits, the what you've created to be able to give back to other nonprofits. And I know it's a shift in the direction we were talking about, but it's so important that there's a bigger audience out there that uh, that hasn't heard it yet. I want them to know about this. Please talk about that. So um, on the nonprofit side, and again, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come off like, oh, you know, look what Jason did for charities. It's not, it came out of self-defense because, I mean, what I, I made a commitment a long, long time ago that anybody that would reach out to me, whether it was on the phone and, um, and uh, or, or via email or via text, because Tony Robbins responded to me and it may have been an auto response. It may, you know, it, it, there was a response from Tony Robbins that changed my life. And, and I've always thought, you know, back then when I was not shit in Chinola, um, I, uh, I, I always said if I got to a place of influence that I would always respond to people and I would always give my time. And, and sometimes it takes fucking five days, but I do, but I get back to people. I get back to everybody. And, and in the, the nonprofit space, um, you know, in business, obviously people fucking pay me or, or you know, Go read your book and go to your fucking seminars and keep fucking your businesses up. That's fine by me. But but when it comes to the nonprofits, when it comes to nonprofits, I you know I want to. It's a giving thing. It's like it you know again. I don't take any money, any salary for being on any board, for being the CEO of Brazilian, for for anything. I, I you know I and I, I give 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 a lot of money and my time. But um, but what happened was it was just starting to overwhelm my time. And I didn't want, I, I had to, again, adjust, right? To make sure that I was being in integrity with myself to, to be able to get back to everybody and be able to support everybody. So we started a, a page on Facebook. Uh, it's called, uh, right now it's a stupid name. We just were like, let's call it something. We call it the Jason Cisneros Charity Resource Page. And it's a private page. Um, there's some required, you know, you have, to, you have to let us know who you're, you don't have to actually own or, or be the, the, the person who started the 501c3, but you do have to let us know who you're working with and go through some verification because we've already had a couple of people that tried to sneak in the fucking page to get my free shit. And they were, get the fuck out because they're, <laughs> they're for-profit people. Um, and, uh, and so we had a couple of those people try to sneak in. We booted them out already. But, um, but we do need some sort of a verification that, that you're involved heavily, either as a donor, uh, you're giving your time, you're the person who started your charity. And um, and, and what we do is once a month, we're probably gonna bump that up a little bit because I think it's too long in between, but we're doing 60 to 90 minutes of the best content that I can bring to add resources to the charities from all my experience with the ones that I've been in, with the ones that I've, I've worked directly with, with the ones I'm, I'm actually a, a member of, um, you know, all of that stuff to bring those lessons. And then to bring in guests, you can help them in the different areas, right? If you have the four components of business, which a lot of 501c3s don't see themselves as a business, which is the first mistake, right? It has to create your product is whatever it is that you're trying, that you're, that you're trying to um, do, you know, rescue sex slaves, you're, there's got to be a measurable thing that you're doing for people. That is your product that you're producing to the rest of the world. And your money comes from people that support those things. 
and you've got to be able to manage money, which is finances, the four pillars, finances, operations, culture, and, and uh, you know, sales and marketing is the, the other one, but because you have to go out and you have to sell, you have to bring in right. money. And a lot of times what happens when we found in charities is that really amazing, big hearted people get into charity and then ultimately get tired because they're not doing the thing that they think they should have done. They become full-time fundraisers. And so what we're doing is we're, we're helping people. How do you, how do you formulate a board? What are the things that you need to do operationally? What do you do with the people? What is the structure? How do you meet? What are the things that, what, you know, what are the things that, uh, Oh, God talking to us. <laughs> what is that? Uh, I've got a, I've got a, a lead building, uh, a lead certified, so it closes the lights off at certain points. So anyway, yeah, 10 minutes. But, um, I can always go flip them back on. But the point is, is that there's a lot of resources, not only in money, right? And and you see Pat just uh, threw up the message, uh, Anton Jay and they're fucking measuring, right? <laughs> and you're just playing a fucking game, and I don't, I don't have time for that shit. Right. If, right. if goal, if you have, you know, whatever Kat's doing, Kat has a, a goal, right? She she's doing transitional housing and she needs a hundred thousand dollars to get the next house in place. And so that's a goal and we put a time frame on it and then we put measurables in place. We do everything that we do for companies, we do for charity, and we help them be sustainable, predictable, and and uh, and, and effective at what they do. But they have to be willing to be measured, they have to be willing to learn the infrastructure, they have to get some some business mindedness about them or have someone in their organization that can learn those principles and we just give you know like i say it's a million bucks for you know for uh we have i mean we have other products but in the consulting side it's a million bucks to work with us uh on you know in some of the realm i mean and you know that and uh and that's this is the stuff that you teach those organizations you teach for for the non-profits and the charity so uh, we want them to have better outcomes, and so it's once a month. Jason Cisneros Charity Page. The name may change because it's kind of lame, but uh, but for now that's the name. And you can come there, uh, add yourself to the list. Uh, if somebody's listening to this and you know somebody in a charity, just tell them where to go, and um, you know, and and to go to go and jo- come and join us because we're going to have some great people that have been in charities, very successful charities. We're going to have people in sales and marketing that are going to teach you how to to uh, get sustainable uh, revenue coming in for your organization or for your charity. We're going to have people in operations. We're going to have people in, in, in the realm of, of training and culture and, and then all of the other stuff that comes with, with uh, the, the charitable world. So we, we don't charge. Okay. The other thing is we don't charge anything for it. There's no charge uh, and you'll never be sold to, um, you know, not a lot of people put these things together for whatever their, their outcome is. For me, it was just to rescue back my time and still be in integrity that I was getting back to everybody that's trying to do good work out there. So uh, nobody will be in there selling. Nobody will be in there. You, even the 501c3s, you're not in there to fundraise. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're screening the charity, you know. Fuck, I mean, who better to, to, to talk to? You know, a lot of charities think that they're out there and they're all alone, right? And you're not alone. You're just... You're just not alone because you, I mean, if you got if Cat turns, you know, and, and puts her energy towards you, you're gonna get like she mauls people. You know what I mean? Like she's like, oh, I love you. You know what I mean? She just does that. So uh, and and uh, all the uh, you know Cheryl and uh, just everybody. I mean, it's just a group of 
amazing fucking human beings that are there to do nothing but serve. And if anybody comes through the door that tries to sell shit, tries to fundraise, tries to steal my fucking information, you know, whatever it is, they're going to be booted out because my tribe has my fucking back and I have their back. Yes, you do. It's impressive. And the, the one thing I want to add too that the collaboration that happens within the group is so beautiful and it's needed, especially the nonprofits. Like if you out there listening have a nonprofit that was working with sex trafficking or anti-human trafficking. I mean, there's so, but there's so many. I mean, every, every, every nonprofit needs to collaborate and work together, but especially when you're taking on a monster like human trafficking, you guys need to pull your resources together, share information and work together because it's the only way that you're ever going to make a change because it's a big freaking problem. So you guys, please check out that page. It's absolutely unbelievable. It, it, again, if you have a nonprofit, a 501c3. Jason, um, I'm so grateful for your time. I'm grateful for your friendship and your mentorship. And of course, your words uh, to me tonight, it means a lot to me. Um, and as always, if like anything I can do for you, man, I, I'm, I'm there. No, we, I, I, dude, an hour and five minutes. That's an expensive bill. <laughs> I think probably Carlos has already put it in the mail. So, you know, be ready. I think my email went off. In fact, I think I saw something from Carlos. Yeah, he got it, man. He got it. Everything. Well, that's billable shit, you know? Yeah, yeah it is. I mean, I'm an hour. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. Look, um, you know, I put, I posted, I, I, I uh, put it on my Facebook page uh, for a reason. You know, I love you, and, uh, and you do. You are, uh, you, you're very good at this, and and it's something you need to be doing. You pull stuff out of people that is, that is uh, unique and it's rare and it's valuable, right, to to your audience. And um, I tell people all the time, and you know, that it was some coaching I got from Keith Cunningham, you know, about falling in love with the outcomes of your clients, right? And that's a major component of what we do. We fall in every in all of my businesses. We fall in love with the outcome. I used to fall in love with the bottom line and the profitability and all that other kind of shit that doesn't, you know, again, one of the other things, why would you love something that doesn't love you back? That's what a business is. The business doesn't love you back. The people in the business love you back. Your customers may love you back. Your vendors may love you back. But a fucking business will never fucking love you. It's an inanimate object. It should be your bitch at creating fucking cash, right? That's what it should be there for. And, um, and, and so we get all wrapped up in that shit. And, and you're... You fall in love with the outcome of your audience, and that's rare in this life, and it's rare in this world. So that's why I'm That's why I'm a big fan of yours, and why I just I don't want I can something for you to think about, brother. Just like Mark said, we can have control. love it like you love all the people that are around you. Love it like you love your daughter. Oh my God, the look on your face when you look at your daughter and when you talk about your daughter. You know that dark side of you is is the very fucking same thing. You know what I mean? It's it's that you you gotta love it. Let it run everything. All in in you know with uh, like if you're thinking about bowling, bumpers up. Start to get too far over here to the oh I'm terrible and well I might need to fucking smoke some weed or uh, you know I mean that that whatever what the fuck over here it's like oh i'm such a big deal and i'm so proud like those are the bumpers right 
think it's really thinking too much of yourself. It's and and the dark side will run way the fuck over and way the fuck over if you don't that's what the lights are like. You know? Right. I've never used that analogy before. You know? Yeah, you should. In your book, you should put that in there. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm proud of you, brother, and I and I'm uh, I'm, I, I love you. Uh, we are connected for life, and I appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to talk tonight. I hope a bunch of value to people that are out there, and if not, we had a great fucking conversation. Amen, man. Thank you so much. I love you too, brother, and have a great night. Okay. See you, man. Jason Cisneros, everybody. Wow, that was amazing. If you are just now tuning in, <laughs> you want to go watch the replay. Um, I kid you not, this is by far my favorite show that I've done. Um, we went places that I was not expecting. And um, frankly, this is just my favorite. I've been blessed to have amazing guests. But if you're just now joining, and a lot of you are, go watch the replay. Start from the beginning. It was absolutely incredible. Facebook, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, Google, all of you guys, thank you so much for the downloads. Thank you for listening. Facebook, I love you. YouTube, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, again, an absolute blessing. I love you all. Thank you for your comments. If you haven't shared the video, please do, because frankly, the words that were coming out of his mouth tonight could very well change someone's life, and that's what this show is all about. Thank you so much. God bless, and see you soon.